Rio Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Pequail Realty in Rio Rancho on Southern Boulevard. Look for that big baseball out by the street. It's time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor Hull. Good morning, Derek, and good morning, Rio Rancho. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us at 8 a.m. right here on KDSK. I appreciate everybody getting up early and finding out what's going on in Rio Rancho. But hey, Derek, I understand we got an email. We've got listener Question. Listener yes. question. Listener question. So we have talked about West Side and how it's getting repaved. Right. And then there was a story about Intel and their expansion and they're needing more water. Right. And so the question is, how are they going to get the water to Intel without tearing up the street that they just paved, which is West Side? Right. Okay. So first off, I have to explain that where the boundaries of the city are. So West Side Boulevard, as it runs from golf course over to 528 is in Albuquerque. So that Westside Boulevard repaving project is an Albuquerque project. But if you've driven down that road in the last, say, I don't know, two weeks, because uh, I've seen this myself, there's a bunch of black pipes out there that are wrapped in plastic, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, they're sitting there on the side of the road and they've been doing these trenches and you can see the trenching and all that other stuff. Well, that's that water line and it's going in under the road before they pave the new road. So that way, once the road is paved, the pipe's already there. So that won't have to come up. But that is an Albuquerque project. And of course, that water line is coming from the Albuquerque Water Authority. So they're getting that put in. And fortunately, that deal was done in enough time to where they could go in and put that water pipe underneath there and get that line to Intel. Now, an area where the road might have to be taken up is if you're heading west on west side mm-hmm. and you cross over golf course and- Heading, you, heading toward Unser? Heading toward Unser, okay. yep. And then west side kind of bends up to the north and that's when you enter into Rio Rancho is as it bends to the north, mm-hmm. right? So from that place there where it bends over to golf course, they may have to get into that road right there, that section of road. But once again, it's Albuquerque's road. It's outside of the Rio Rancho city limits. So they may have to do some uh, road trenching there to get this water line in. But as far as I can tell, that would be the uh, only section of road if they get this completely done before they put the top down on the south lane of west side so there might be some road excavation there but not much yeah. and once again that remains to be seen i don't know if there's some right away where they could go in front of hme without getting into the road or if they have to go through the road and that's kind of one of those technical specifications that i don't have all the answers to but i do and then know in this particular case that water line is coming out from over in the ventana ranch west area It's going to come up. And there was a map in the Albuquerque Journal that outlined all of this. And if you just Google Intel Waterline and Rio Rancho, the article will come up from the Albuquerque Journal from a couple months ago. But to answer the question, is the new west side road going to get torn up to have this pipe put down? The answer to that is no, because the pipe is going down in advance. And as a matter of fact, we've been watching it go down. Yeah. Okay. And I guess because it's going down west side and we have a water treatment plant for Rio Rancho on west side, people might think that the water's coming from there, but it's not. It is not. No, this is coming from the Albuquerque Water Authority. And so they're, uh, the deal that was struck with Intel was with them. And so they're going to supply this pipeline 
and they're going to pull it over from one of their water supply ports. Okay. So, but that being said, that's the skinny on that one. I appreciate the question because it is important. And as I've mentioned in the past, I don't like putting down a road and then having to rip right into it. It's just throwing good money after bad. If you think you're going to have some water lines or what have you, we want to go ahead and do that. Which brings me to another road project that's up and coming very soon. If you live on 19th. Okay. Uh-huh. So 19th was approved in this last bond election. And so that's going to be one that we're hoping is going to get started somewhere in the area of June, but we'll give you, we'll keep you updated as those things happen. We've got it in engineering, but one of the things that we're going to do under 19th, while it will not be functional, okay, it won't be connected, it won't be operational, we are going to go ahead and put a sewer line under 19th because right now everybody in that area is on septic. Right. So at some point in time, we do have a lot of requests for people that would like to come off the septic at some point in time and get onto the city sewer system, which is great. Okay, so if I have a septic system and I like it, I can keep it. But if I want to get on city sewer, eventually I'll be able to do that. Right. And now in this particular case, we're being preemptive. Um, go, go figure. We're trying <laughs> to get out in front of it, right? And this is along the line of, hey, you're about to pave this road. Are you going to rip it up in a few years to put down a sewer pipe? No, we know eventually we want to put a sewer pipe under this road. So this is a non-functioning pipe. But we're going to put it in there. We're going to stub it out. We're going to make sure it's ready to go. It won't be connected to the main system. So that'll take some more engineering. you got to do some more roads, I guess, before it can get to. Correct. But this puts it in place. So in the future, when we do bring the pipe to 19th and connect it to the system, this pipe will be ready to go and we won't have to rip up the road. So for the individual that called asking, hey, are you going to rip up a road? No, we're actually thinking these things through. And when we talk about Spring Road, 19th, Quantum, Northern, all of these roads that are about to be reconstructed, even uh, Riverside and King, we're putting in all of the underlying infrastructure while the road is up. So that way, when we come to do something on those roads, we don't have to rip into the roads. And we'll actually go as far as to stubbing them out to the properties to make sure that a property owner doesn't come out and and decide that they're going to dig into the road and hook into it. So we'll actually push those connections out to the properties so they'll have to dig down in their property to connect to it and not dig into the road. So that's the way we're doing stuff. And it's a little more expensive to do it that way on the front end, but on the long side, it saves on wear and tear on the road. You're not cutting into the road, digging in and making man-made cracks where right. you put a patch, right? Yeah, yeah. When you, once you put that trench in there, it's never the same. No. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm one. I hate it. I hate seeing a brand new road go down and then seeing somebody rip into it. It's very frustrating. And so we're doing everything that we can to make sure that we're being proactive in putting down all the right infrastructure this time so that when we move forward, we can do it in the most efficient way. Now, I know this isn't a city project, but since we're on the subject, driving down 528 where they're paving it there, widening it in front of the industrial area, I noticed a bunch of pipes laying there that they're putting between the side road and 528. Is that sewer roads, sewers as well? So that's probably, I'm going to bet that that's water infrastructure. Now, Mm -hmm. honestly, because that's not the city's project, I don't know. Sure. Thought but you might just recognize the pipes. I, I, you know, <laughs> in some cases I do, and others I don't. It depends on the size and diameter of the ridged. make. They yeah. have ridges on them. So, yeah. yeah, so more than likely that's probably stormwater. Ah. So 
yeah, like you said, ridged. I've seen those as being stormwater. So uh, that being said, I can find that out. Maybe come back and let you know next week. Okay. <laughs> well, know. didn't the city already put sewer lines in that area a few years ago? So, yeah, so we did. And we ran some larger sewer pipe a few years back through the Los Montoyas out to Wastewater 2, which is there in the industrial park. So what you're seeing here is it's running parallel to... 528, it's most likely drainage. Because we've got the wastewater treatment plant is on the north side of the Arroyo, and you really don't want to run pipes through the Arroyo and then back up that hill. That would be very expensive to push. pump it back. You got to pump it up to wastewater one, which doesn't exist anymore. So you'd be taking it back to wastewater six, which is in Cabazon. So yes, so the sewer pipe that we expanded a few years back because of the, the development and growth going on in Rio Rancho, the line needed more capacity. That leads to wastewater Two, which is the wastewater treatment plant in the industrial park. It's funny, too, when you look at how they're doing the road, there's some parts of the new road on 528 that are higher. Right. I guess that's, again, to manage water. So it goes, they put in, you can see in the curb, they put holes for sewer there. Manage the drainage, exactly. Got to get that water running in the right direction, and you've got to push it to an appropriate drainage spot. Well, good. I'll look forward to that being done. But it is nice. It's the, looking good. Side, the it's, south side is you know, all fresh pavement. Yeah, it, it's really nice to drive Southbound on. Southbound side, I should y- say. Yes, exactly. Southbound side, which is the west western lanes, where they just got that all completed, and it looks really great. I rolled up there the other day, and the transition on to northern is beautiful. And as soon as we get past all of that, what will happen is we'll start the northern boulevard project, which will repave northern all the way up to Rockaway. And so you've got that section that's going to get done. And Rockaway's just been paved. Right. So Rockaway was nice. just done yeah. a couple of years ago. I think two years ago, three years ago. Time's flying by as we're getting these yeah. projects done. You know how you were saying <laughs> last week, you were saying about how uh, you know high resorts been done quite a few years ago. It's already starting to wear. I noticed where they widened 528 up by high resort. And up to Southern, that's already starting to wear through. It is. It is. So when you have this much traffic, that's a lot of wear and tear on asphalt. And so it can break down pretty quickly. And then, of course, we've had some winter that the snow and the ice that gets down into the crevices and starts cracking things and starts pulling up asphalt, which creates the potholes. And that's what you want to try to stay on top of. Now, you have a flyer in front of you that uh, if we're just talking about it now, you missed it. But last week we were giving away tickets to this. But we've got a pretty major act coming to the event center. We do. We do have a major act coming to the uh, Rio Rancho Event Center. It's going to be on July 24th, 2022. And it is an evening with James Taylor. So this should be fantastic. And tickets are available through the uh, Rio Rancho Event Center and as well as through Ticketmaster.com. It should be a really great evening. And so those tickets, they went on sale Friday, March 25th, 10 a.m., and uh, it should be just a great show. And I'm a longtime James Taylor fan. Fire and Rain, oh, Sweet yeah. Baby James, all the classics. All those songs we play here on KDSK. And uh, it says on there, James Taylor and his all-star band. But it's not a tribute band. It really is the real James Taylor. Exactly. So this should be a lot of fun. Uh, and so if you haven't got your tickets, I hear that they are selling fast. Well, we had no trouble giving them away. And uh, we actually had them before you could buy them. How about oh, that? Uh, that's, you know what? That's better than the mayor gets. So. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to wait till they go on sale and then I have to go stand in line just like everybody else. So, right. yeah. It is nice to see major acts like this coming to Rio Rancho. 
Yeah, we're really uh, stepping up the game over there at the event center. We've seen a lot of great activity with the gladiators being up here this year. The runners, the New Mexico runners just finished their indoor soccer season there. Cirque du Soleil was there. We had the act called Ice Cube. I guess that Mm -hmm. was here and it's sold out. And then uh, there's been quite a few other events. And then we had Mercy Me. And I heard that that was a well-attended event as well. And so we're starting to really attract some great acts. So without getting political, I know when President Trump came, he had the largest crowd I think they've ever had. Yeah, if I recall, it was something like, I mean, it it went to max capacity on that. Oh, there were people outside watching it on the big screen. So somewhere around 11,000 people. And like for... I think Ice Cube is somewhere around, somewhere between seven and 8,000 people, and that's considered a sold-out show. Oh, yeah. But I think they sold out every seat. So that was good. And that means that the event center is doing really, really well. On another note, just to point out, you are now officially the mayor. Again, you've been sworn in. That's right. So we did our swearing-in ceremony this past Friday. So I'm officially in my third term. So that's where it started. The third term started on April 1st. And so going forward now into the next four years, as we updated the bio on the city's website, the first ever mayor to be elected to three full terms, consecutive too. Yeah. Okay. Well, now on with the show, I guess, right? Yes. On with the show. <laughs> so we, we got another four years of shows to do here. Well, that too. I don't mean the show on KDSK. I meant the show of keeping the city. Absolutely. Getting better and better. On a roll. Yeah. On a roll. Keep the roll going. <laughs> That's right. It's an onion roll or whatever kind right. of roll it well, is. Well, and we're going to start off fast and furious, really, in this next year, because I mentioned the, the road projects that are going to be coming up, and we're going after all kinds of infrastructure money. We're going after everything we can get. So 19th, the folks that live on 19th, we're going to be doing a mailer to that neighborhood to let people know that that's happening. Uh, Because there are driveways on 19th. Yes. Yes. People live there. Exactly. And then we're going to be doing a mailer into Spring Road because there's driveways on that road. And these are collectors, but they're residential. And so when people say, when are you going to get to the residential roads? This is the beginning of that. Riverside, I noticed they're pulling fiber optic cable down Riverside now. And I know you're going to pave that one. They're doing it alongside the road. But it's coming. It, it, River's Edge apparently is going to have very high-speed internet. Too. And good for them. Yeah. <laughs> we've got companies that are trying to get all that infrastructure laid in, and we're trying to meet that need as well by getting the infrastructure, like the new pipes, new sewer lines, new roads. I talked to a very nice young lady who came in and applied for one of the boards and commissions this past week, and she said, I came from another state. I'm not going to drop states. But she said, your road projects are fantastic. You move in, you get them done, you get out of the way and you fix the roads. And I know for most people, what they're looking for is the residential road that's right in front of your house, right? Mm -hmm. When's that one going to get done? Well, we've got to do it in a very systematic process. And that systematic process at this point is paying some dividends because we're really starting to get into the areas now from the roads that are done. But that being said, Derek, we've got to continue to now circle back and do the appropriate maintenance on the roads that we did six years ago, like High Resort. We need to go in and do whatever it takes to rejuvenate that road at this point in time. So we'll be looking at funds to make sure that we do that, to preserve that road, and make sure that we get the longest life expectancy out of it. If I live on a road that's not paved, and of course I chose to live on a 
dirt road if I moved there. But let's say I'm, you know, you're paving all these roads that need to be fixed, but you're not paving the dirt streets. What if me and my neighbors got together and put together a fund? Could we do that? Well, yes, that's it's actually called a SAD or a special assessment district. And the way that would work, you need to get over 60% of the property owners in the area that you want to get paved. Now, you're going to want to have more than one street in that because you're going to find that just paving one street in a residential area is going to be a little bit cost prohibitive. But that being said, if you want to go in and do this special assessment district where the city can come in, as long as you get the participants and everybody coming together, we can actually work that out where it's financed on the back of the property tax bill. And you come in, you get it done, and it's done pretty much through municipal bonds, and hmm. that's the way it's financed. Okay. I know it's expensive because I remember when they paved our parking lot at our studio in Grants, just the parking lot was $30,000. Right. You know, sometimes the assessment on these properties, depending on what type of infrastructure that you put in, can be... That's not curbs and gutters either. That's right. just asphalt. Right. Exactly. Depending on what you put under the ground, whether it's uh, water lines, sewer lines, depending on what you do under the ground, and then the drainage, curb, gutter, the whole things. On a half acre lot, it can be as much as a $60,000 assessment in these areas where you've got these houses on half Mm -hmm. acre lots, right? So you don't have them condensed in, in this tighter configuration like what you might find in Cabazon or in Loma, Colorado, where you get into the neighborhoods that are a little bit smaller lots but you've got more houses to share the expense of the infrastructure when you put it in. So if you put a pipe in on one street, for example, and you go from one end of the street to the other end of the street, if you have 10 homes on that street, then you got to share that by 10 homes. If you have 20 homes on that street, then you share it by 20 homes. The price individually goes down. Exactly, because you have more people sharing the expense. So that being said, that's why you want to get as many people involved in that process as possible so you can reduce that expense. Yes, you could do it, but you'd have to do it, work it through the city. So I can't just hire a paving company to come out. And, no, you know. no, nor, nor would you want to, because that's, that's public right away. You yeah. do not own that street. That is city property. That's why we grade those and blade them unless you're in a gated community. And then those streets belong to the gated community. Right. So if somebody's listening to us now and wants to do that, I don't think they call the mayor's office, right? Who do they call? No, they call um, Streets and Right-of-Way Public Works. Okay. And, you know, I've attended a few town halls where we explained. There's been a few neighborhoods that said, hey, we'd like to at least see what this would cost. Right now is probably not the best time to do it with oil prices where they're at. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of oil and asphalt. (laughs) Yeah. So probably not the best time. And that's the other thing we've got to be very conscious of as we're paving these roads. When we originally looked at doing these a year ago, oil prices were much lower. And now a year later, oil prices are way up. So we're going to have to reevaluate the cost of each of these projects that were in this bond cycle. Now, I believe that we're still going to be okay, but we're going to be less apt to come in under budget and more apt to be right at budget. As you know, many of the projects that we've done over the last few years have all come in on time and under budget, and that's our goal. So that way we can stretch those dollars and get more bang for the buck, right? And it's gonna be a little bit harder to do now with oil prices where they're at. Well, hopefully they'll come down, although it's great for the state of New Mexico, it's filling up the coffers, but they're not gonna send you the money for the roads. (laughs) No, no, they're not. So, yeah, so that's where it's at. But, okay. yeah, we're, uh, I mean, I think we got a little off track there. But, yeah, I'm in my third term. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back to that, yes. Yeah. So lots of things to do and new businesses coming to town. We'll, you keep that momentum going. And uh, 
to that, one city council district had not been decided, District 3. There is a runoff. And early voting going on now? Yeah, absolutely. Early voting is going on right now. The runoff election date is April 12th. So we want you to get out there. If you live in City Council District 3, which is Enchanted Hills, and really Vista, Entrada, Lomas Encantadas is another neighborhood, Mariposa, High Range, some of those that are north of Idalia in that area. All of those are part of the City Council District 3 race, so we want to encourage you to go out and vote. And the two voting locations that you can go to are at City Hall, and then the other one is up at Plaza Enchanted Hills. So go there, and once again, there's a runoff election happening right now for City Council District 3, and the actual election day for that is April 12th. And we want you to get out and participate in that. And we explained what that was all about last week, so I won't get into it. But if you haven't voted in the runoff election, get out there and vote. And then with that, we just have one more announcement. It sounds like uh, we have Park in the Park. We just want to remind everybody that Park in the Park is coming on April 23rd, 2022. So it's coming up here pretty fast. It won't be long. And that's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at City Center, which is Campus Park and the Rio Rancho Event Center. This is an indoor-outdoor event. We're going to have cars all over the place. It's going to be great. It's going to be food trucks and vendors and a bunch of other things going on. And I think we're going to have a live broadcast from KDSK right there from uh, from the event. Yeah, I, I think we'll be out in the park. I have to check with Parks and Rec where they're going to put us. And I'm, I'm trying to get Steve Ricketts, our morning guy, to come out and do the broadcast with me. We need to get him out once in a while, too. We always get well, Bobby Fox out. Yeah, well, we Steve's get, a car guy. Yeah, Steve's a car guy. So get him out there and let's get him talking about some of these cars. But let me remind you, if you haven't signed up yet, it's open to vehicles 35 years or older. The entry fee is $30. There's free admission to the public. And once again, food trucks, vendors on site. We're going to have a lot of great fun. And if you need to know exactly where it's at, plug 2516 King Boulevard Northeast, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, 87144 into the old GPS, and it'll get you there. Now, I know these older cars that are 35 years and older probably don't have built-in GPS, but just use your smartphone. Okay. <laughs> Get out the Thomas Brothers map. Right? There you go. Yeah. Or the Rand McNally. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, hey, exactly, see? Yeah. Look at there. There's a bit of trivia. Yeah, when I first started delivering pizzas, I had the Thomas Brothers map. That's how we used to do it back then. Yep. I remember going on long road trips, and uh, we, my dad had the big multi-page oh, Rand yes. McDally of all 50 states and all the highways running across the United States, and that's for something that we'd sit in the back seat as they were driving along, and I really loved looking at the maps and going, okay, well, we just passed that town, and mm-hmm. you know, you kind of mark your way through it, and so, yeah, I, I got a kick out of that when I was a kid, just kind of looking through the maps. Plot the trip as you go. Absolutely. I'm talking with Mayor Greg Hull of Rio Rancho. Mayor, thank you. Thank you, Derek. And let me remind everybody, if you missed some of this segment, you can catch me at the Mayor Hull podcast on Spotify. You can go out and look this up. It'll be online here just shortly. And you can listen to shows from over a year ago at this point. We've been uploading them now for over a year. And so there's a lot of shows you can go back and listen to various different segments and that we've done throughout the past year or so. But we want everybody to go out there, have a great Sunday, and God bless.